Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact podcast. My name's Dan. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening, streaming, downloading, subscribing. Just thank you for being there. I have three things today. Some about Eminem's mum, uh, also about the colour blue. I could barely make it through Eminem's mum without laughing. Uh, and also something about a war over a pig as well. That's on my side of the fence. Connor, what about you? Okay, in the spirit of what we're going to be talking about in a mo, I've got a fact for you from Nintendo. I've also got something about SpongeBob and uh, something about the Russians. They're not very good at timekeeping. And Mark, what about you this week? Well, this week I've got a fact for you about moving home, one about being scared of some fruit and tissues, what they were originally meant for. If anyone's scared of fruit... Is, is, is that guy that is Mark? Stay there, it's a brand new episode of Baffled. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, Connor, you mentioned uh, Nintendo. You've been busy trying to get hold of Switches or something this week. Oh, honestly, story, story, story. So I've been trying for months to get a Nintendo Switch super hard. Managed to get myself one. And then the next day... Why specifically the Switch? Just because I enjoy Switch games, the Mario, the Zelda, the Mario Kart, the Crash Bandicoot, classics, absolutely love them. But I managed to get one. I actually managed to buy one. Um, And then the next day... Uh, Nintendo actually sent me one as a as a gift to do some work for them, which was wonderful. So now I've been lumped with two switches. So now I had none. How the other half live? Yeah, how the other half live? All right you know, for you know some, I am it? over here. Just me and Nintendo, you know, doing bits. I'm aware that a substantial amount of the first year of our podcast has been you canvassing to be an influencer for someone. So to be fair, Nintendo's above Play-Doh in the rankings. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I was, I wanted to be an influencer for maybe like a t-shirt brand. Now I'm like working with Nintendo. But yeah, somehow, six months ago, I couldn't get a Switch. Five months ago, couldn't get a Switch. <laughs> and now I've got two Switches and way too many stuff for the Switch to play with. Nice little bit of money, though. You- so you've got a spare Switch just hanging around, sat in its box, not doing anything. I've got a spare Switch just hanging around, young Mark. Why? What are you thinking? I've got a thought. Let's give it away. Let's give away <laughs> no for free <laughs> no chance you getting- your Nintendo Switch. No chance are you getting him to give that away. What? So I, I buy the Switch and I give the Switch away. This is what you're trying to say. Well, no, because you got one for free. So really, you're, you, you, you've just got two for the price of one. So we, because you're such a good, you're the people's champion, don't forget, absolute people's champion. And it would be a shame to see you lose that title by refusing to give away one of your switches to the listeners. That's all I'm saying. 
Ah, I mean, when you he raises a point, he raises uh, a point. You you can't big yourself up to be the uh, to be the people's champion. Sat over there in Connor's corner with all, all of the rest of the Connor, the night knights there. There's you, you need to well, when he's bringing you know, up you need to sacrifice the cash. When he's bringing up people's champion. It it, get, it gets me racing. It gives me the butterflies. Do you know what? It's been a rubbish year. Let's do it. Let's do it. Why not, eh? Let's give it away. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait, okay, are we actually doing this? Are, are we serious? giving away your Nintendo Switch? Let's do it. It's a Nintendo Switch. It's good fun. Let's just give it away to the listeners. Come on, we're like a year into this now. Let's do it. Right, listen, if I'm going to give this away, we've got to get the listeners to do something good for us. Right, gents? I think that's only fair. We've asked, we've asked them to do so much. We've asked them to do so yeah. much with just a badge. We can't exactly give away a Nintendo Switch without there being some element of something to do. I think, therefore, we might overvalue our badges a bit. Okay, so here's how it's going to work. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're in the UK or the US. In that review, tell us who made the Switch. Is it Nintendo or Sony? Pretty easy question. Then screenshot that, put it on your Instagram story, tag us at BaffledPod, and we'll randomly choose the winner. So we've been told by our boss that we need to put in fun legal T's and C's. Are you ready? On your marks, get set, take it away, Mark. To enter this competition, you must be aged 18 or over and be a resident of the United Kingdom or the United States of America. No purchase is necessary, however, internet access is required. The valid Apple ID and Instagram account is also needed for entry. Both can be obtained free of charge. You must enter between midday GMT on March the 4th, 2021 and 8pm GMT on Monday the 22nd of March, 2021. Full terms and conditions apply. You can find those at www.createproductions.com slash baffledcompetition or email us info at baffledpod.com and we'll send over a copy. So there you go. Nice and easy task for this week. Uh, I can't believe this is actually happening. A lot of fun. We need you to um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. In that review, five stars if you're in the US or UK. That's who it applies to. Um, sorry if you live elsewhere, but this is what we got to do. Uh, in the review, let us know the answer to the question, who makes the switch? Screenshot that, stick it in your Insta story, tag us at BaffledPod. And who knows? What a way to start the show. Uh, you could win yourself Connor's free uh, Nintendo Switch. While you do that, uh, we'll give you some facts. Let's go. All right, well, Connor, you've started the uh, the pod with a bang anyway, so follow it up with a great fact for me. That's what I'm going to do. And in the uh, theme of Nintendo, let's start with a Nintendo fact. When was Nintendo founded, would you say, gents? Just give me a, uh, like a year. Dan? Who makes the Switch? Um, uh, like early doors, I like 1924. Okay, Mark? I have a feeling it is really old like that. I think it's around the 1900s. So Nintendo was actually founded in 1889, which is old, right? Um, and it wasn't, of course, technology-based. It was actually a Japanese gaming company um, decades before Pokemon and Mario as well, and they were a card game. It was it was actually made to be cards at the beginning. It was a it was a form of card gaming, as opposed to actual technical gaming. It was a it was a card game, and now look. I mean, I'd be impressed if in the 1800s they were, you know, putting out... That's why it was the Nintendo 64 is the first one everyone remembers, because Nintendo 1 through 63 were just really low-quality tech games. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine it? In 1989, they're like... Swinging We've launched at the, the TV. Nintendo One. They're, they're swinging at like. Well, but the thing is, back back in those days, Duck Hunt was literally Duck Hunt. Like, 
you just you just go out with a rifle. You didn't need to play it on the snares. It was fine. You would just go out. Um, I well, I enjoy that old, old, old school. Um, Very old. What, do, do you have any ideas what else what, what they were making in in old games back then? No. So yes. Well, no. In 1989, it was literally just the Japanese playing cards. It was in Kyoto in Japan that it was actually founded. Kyoto. Kyoto. Yeah. Um, and it began manufacturing. They're called Hanafuda, which are flower cards. I'm really unsure what they are, but that was the form of gaming. Um, and yeah, it was Mr. Yamushi. Yamuki was the name of the man. I'll ask you the question that I asked the other day in the last episode. Why do you insist on picking facts which make you pronounce things terribly? Well, you know, when you're as, when you're as wired, sort of brained as me and you're looking at things all over the world, this happens. Did they have Mario as like the king and then like Peach as the queen? And no. then like, no. no, no characters on the cards, just, bo- just boring playing cards. Yeah, Mario didn't come until like the late nineties, um, but yeah, it's it's fun to know. I, I I had no idea. I honestly thought Nintendo was maybe like same as what you said, Dan, nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. I had no idea that it was actually a uh, a playing card company in the late eighteen hundreds. Well, you recall a few episodes ago we did the fact about Japanese adoptions. Do you remember this, where the majority of Japanese adoptions are CEOs uh, adopting their employees so they can take over the company? So, you know, it's quite big in Japanese custom, I would imagine. I'm not as wide-brained as you, Connor. Uh, That It's this big family thing, and Nintendo's part of that, isn't it? That's why it's so old. They want to keep this going, and and it's led them to make such fantastic contraptions as the Switch. I enjoyed that. Good start. Mark, what you got? In San Francisco, moving house sometimes literally means moving the house. Love these things. I saw something in the news recently about uh, as they just like picked up a house and plonked it down. I didn't see much more about it. So this is it. So imagine this. This is a couple of weeks ago. Hundreds of San Franciscans lining the streets, phones out, ready to film a procession through the streets. An actual house, a three-story house coming down the street. So this was the first time it happened in about 50 years, but it's not massively uncommon in San Francisco. So there was this huge house that spent more than a century right in the heart of San Francisco. But they're running out of housing in San Francisco, so they wanted to build this huge 48-unit building in its place. Get rid of one house, put 48 in. But they love this house too much. You can't get rid of this house. So they pick up this house, they put it on the back of a lorry, and they move it to an entirely new plot just outside the city. It then moves six blocks at one mile an hour. There's obviously there's police there. There's people who are there specifically to cut trees out of the way. There's people there to move road signs and take them out of place. It is a huge, huge job. But rather than demolish what they think is a beautiful building, they literally lift it off its foundation, put it on some wheels and drive it six blocks away. I'm so on board. I'm so on board. My main thought here, who are these chumps? Who are these chumps that's getting in the way of everyone's day? Getting the, The police got better things to be doing. Please got better things to be doing. Just do what everyone else does. It, like, say goodbye. Burn, kill your darlings. Move out. Who's there being like, oh, you know, you know, I need to do this. It's such a, like, and I love America, and I know we have many, many American listeners. Thank you for being there. But it's, like, such a beautifully American thing, isn't it? I'm travelling. I'm going. I got my freedom, man. I'm going. I love it. 
But also, who are these chumps? $400,000 to move the house. Yeah, it, it overcomes so many things, doesn't it? I mean, like, I absolutely love my bedroom with a poo dungeon. I'd love to be able to just move locations and keep the bedroom and keep the kitchen that I love. You know, you keep your home comforts, but you're just in a new location. I love it. It's, it's, it's a brilliant way of, of, of living. I'd like that. Must be hard work, though. I can't imagine it's simple. Can you imagine being that driver? Being like, like, like it's like you're kind of used to driving a lorry, I imagine, if you're driving, if you're driving that. But trying to like, am I going to fit? Is a house going to take another house out? It's a little bit more pressure than you're used to than just having like a, just like a bunch of Nintendo Switches in the back, for example. Like, I mean, a house. It's it's a. I think that's the definition of abnormally wide load. I'm trying to sort of work out in my head how they get the house up and on. Is it like a spatula thing where they like? Yeah, there's a guy there with a spatula, a uh, really strong spatula. Just yeah. flip it up like Just a Just spatuling the house. Yeah, spatuling is spatuling a word, but spatuling the house, putting it onto the lorry and, and off we go to what I would hope would be Austin. You know, if you live in San Francisco and you're listening right now, Austin is a great place to live. It's very progressive. There's lots to offer in Austin. It's a lovely place. Lots of great restaurants, parks. It's really nice in Austin. Can't wait to go to Austin. People are going to move away from San Francisco to go to a really progressive place. Yeah, yeah, I love Austin. You've <laughs> never been to San Francisco. Austin's great. Have you guys ever been to Austin? San Francisco is like the most progressive place in the world. Yeah, but Austin Have you ever been to is... San Francisco, Connor? <laughs> Austin is Austin. Like, Austin. It's Austin. Yeah. Go to Austin and get back yeah, I'm to aware. Mm. Have, we, have we got, like, a fine jar for that? Well, every time he says Austin, I think we should. I know. I, I, I know I he's could, broken I the rules. I pay for a holiday that way. Austin's become Austin. the new Austin's become the new IBS, hasn't it? Really, sadly. Right, my first fact: um, Eminem's mum released a diss track about him. Oh Amazing. god, this is already the best opening to a fact I've ever heard. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I don't know how they are anymore. After cleaning out your closet, the Eminem anthem, he tried to repair some of the the, the, the bridges that he burned. But Eminem and his mum didn't really get on when Eminem were first starting out. He was constantly slagging him off in any track that he released. Uh, so Eminem's mum released a song uh, with a band called XID uh, called Set the Record Straight. It was released uh, on... A, it was her own hip-hop CD. It was available for $6.95, and it was called Set the Record Straight, as I just said. Um, she alleges in uh, that her son is an unstable drug user. So there, there you go. Alleges, by the way, Eminem. Um, and yeah, and you can hear it now. Type in Debbie Mathers, Eminem's mum, Set the Record Straight. You can hear her very own diss track at her son. Wow. That, I mean... That's awkward when you go back around for Thanksgiving, isn't it? Well, it's just going to hurt, isn't it? Especially if it's half decent as well. Can you imagine sitting there with like Eminem with all of these chumps and he's like, oh no. Right, Connor, give me a beat. Oh, he's Dear Marshall, I just want to start by saying I still love you. Even when I was pregnant with you, it was very hard for me. So many times the torture was worth every minute of it because when I looked into those big blue eyes, this was the first time I'd ever felt true love in my whole life. The thing is with this... What you just heard from me is genuinely better than her diss track. Like, I have heard it. Have you ever heard the Baz Luhrmann song Sunscreen? You can stop it now. Oh, sorry. No, I was just the... doing it while she was talking. I thought it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you heard the Baz Luhrmann song Sunscreen where he just chats? Yes. Like, it's, it's that, that is level, pretty is it? much... The, it's, and it's worse. Oh. Like, Baz Luhrmann has a little bit of panache. This is like, imagine your mum trying to rap. It, like, that's what it is. It is absolutely 
horrendous. But it's there. It's Debbie, Ma- it's Debbie Mathers. Sorry, I've got it wrong. The song is called Dear Marshall. Uh, and it's, yeah, it, it's from the album called something to set the record straight. If ever there was a time to rap on the Baffle podcast, it would be with what Dan's wearing right now, wouldn't it, Mark? Would you say? Yeah. He, although he does also look like he's about to go front an emo band. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's not rapping. Hair. It's more... Um, well, it's, it's early noughties rap where right in the middle of a guitar riff, so they would just back out the rap, they bust out the rapping and then someone would just ridiculously scratch DJ decks, which they always seemed to do back then. Uh, so there you go. There's me looking like someone from the All-American Rejects. Connor, what's your second fact of the show? Okay, we all have a little bit of SpongeBob and uh, this just made me laugh. The voice actor of SpongeBob and the voice actor of Karen, Plankton's computer wife, have been married since 1995. Plankton's computer wife and Spongebob. Can you imagine the conversations on the first date? Can you imagine the conversations? How's Plankton's uh, wife getting on today? Yeah, not too bad. Well, if, if they've been married since 95, surely they met before Spongebob. Yeah, they would have met. Yeah, yeah I don't know when Spongebob yeah. launched, but it's, so, it just... So, so, so the conversation in their first date actually has got nothing to do with Spongebob. No, maybe not. Like, like, I can't imagine that Spongebob rocked up to work one day and went, you know what, I find really sexy. The voice of the computer set it up for me. Go on. But no, but then again, then again, it's like before I even thought that SpongeBob was released, what well, might not have been released then. I thought, like, I mean, it's a funny line, but as a, as a fact, it just generally the the, the 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 headline is two co-workers get together, which again ain't that unusual, I'd imagine. No, it's not it's that like, unusual, but when but when the co-workers are the voice of SpongeBob and Karen Plankton's wife, it makes it all a lot a lot better, doesn't it? Makes it all a lot better. Also, as well. But, I mean, how do you ever find? How do you ever find the voice unusual. actor of? Well, how do you ever find Plankton's computer wife sexy at work? Have you heard the voice? Well, no. I don't, I don't, this is my point that 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 came way later. I don't think that's how it happened. I don't think that. Uh, or if I, I don't even need to think. I know that's not the way around. It happened. He didn't rock up going, "Oh, that computer." Some so <laughs> someone find out who that is. I'm gonna marry that girl. So I don't know if I've seen a full episode of SpongeBob ever. Can you do the voice of Plankton's wife, computer wife? Hello, Plankton. How are you today? I mean, it's getting me going. Yeah, I mean, uh, not... I, I could see how I could see how that'd be attractive. That's what I'm trying uh, yeah. to say. I'll, I'll I'll be honest, Con. It's not that impressive. No, just no. It's not, is it? It's not that impressive. It just made me laugh. It's just one of those things. Like, I'm fairly certain that obviously this fact's coming from me. The uh, if you go to Disneyland in California, then there's a ma- then there's a male and a female voice who do all of the announcements. They are husband and wife. It's not that exciting. It's just what did they just, talk about on their first thing. date? Though, oh, Mark? I'm fairly certain it was definitely that. They were like, oh, the guy who does the male yeah. voice when I do the female voice. Find out who that is. I'm gonna marry them. Maybe they're all swingers together. Maybe. Maybe they've got some pampa, some pampas grass out the front lawn and it's like, oh, the, the couple from the Disney the Disneyland, they're coming around with old Plankton's wife and the computer and SpongeBob and they're having it the off. The voiceover Who industry knows? in California, oh, it is just, it's out of this world. Connor's very angry. No, I mean, I'm enjoying your take on it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So he's simmering away. Mark, what's your second fact of the show? Europeans were scared of eating tomatoes when they were first invented. Okay, so uh, scholars believe, those are, those are clever people, Connor, uh, that a guy called Hernan, Hernan Cortez bought the seeds in 1519 purely to be ornamental in the gardens. He thought they looked pretty, didn't want them for food, bought them just to kind of be there and look nice. Now, by the 1700s, aristocrats had started eating tomatoes. However, 
there was a bit of an unfortunate bit that when they started eating tomatoes, people started dying because people were eating tomatoes. So this huge thing went out that everyone was scared and petrified of tomatoes and they were poisonous and everything. Turns out that actually the acidity in the tomatoes just meant that the lead in the plates they were eating off was a lot more present and they all died of lead poisoning instead. So they weren't, they shouldn't have been scared of tomatoes. Probably the plates they were eating off. Like, I'm a big, uh, big fan is the wrong word. I am curious that like old school things that they did, which they thought was the norm, this ended up being really, really, really dangerous. Like eating off lead, like having lead in hats, stuff like that. It makes me wonder, what are we doing now that it turns out 100 years down the line? It, it like, was the worst thing that anyone ever could have done. Who knows? Maybe like podcasts will be the death of humanity. And they'll be like, well, if they didn't make those podcasts that turned out to be really deadly and just fried everyone's brains. Outstanding. Outstanding. It's quite possible. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe it's just giving Connor a platform. Maybe that is what's going to be the most worrying thing when people look back at history. Well, giving Connor a platform gets one of these listeners a switch, so I am worthy. A fair point. It's a fair point. We're cracking through the facts today. Um, here, here's, a, uh, here's my second fact. Hello. No one knows who can see the colour blue, and there is thoughts that we, humans only started seeing the colour blue quite recently. Oh, don't get Connor started on this again. He's going to start saying the world is more colourful. What was your conspiracy? Yeah, well, colours were different back in the day. (laughs) Right, so there's evidence that until modern times, humans didn't actually see the colour blue. Um, It dates way, way back in the 1800s. William, Just bear with me on this one, Connor. In in the 1800s, William Gladstone, who went on to be the Prime Minister, actually, of Great Britain, he noticed that in the famous book, The Odyssey, which was written by Homer, the ancient Greek, he describes the ocean as wine-dark but never uses the word for blue. They have since uh, reviewed many, many, many other languages, uh, and there's also loads of evidence that quite a few of them, uh, languages such as Hindu, Icelandic, ancient Chinese, Arabic, Hebrew, all of those ancient languages, they found no mention of the word blue. Even current native Russian doesn't have a specific word for the colour blue. Instead, they're brilliant at distinguishing different shades of blue. So they've got a word for light blue and dark blue, but not actual blue. I'll tell you why this is really, really, really important and interesting for me is I can hardly see the colour blue because I'm pretty colourblind. So there you go. So maybe you're just not... So when you say you're colourblind and you can't see blue, you're just not as advanced as we are. We, we're, like the, we're like the modern versions who have had all the upgrades. You're still an app waiting to be upgraded to the 2000 version. You're still mm. stuck in the 1800s yeah, when t- they couldn't see blue. You're iOS 5. I'll take that. Yeah, but that's before the iOS took everyone's data. So I'm, I'm, it's when you could play all the really good games without having you know, adverts and having to pay 79p every time you want a new gun. So I'm down with that. But also, like, there's different things. So some languages today and like in history didn't have colours for orange or didn't have colours for pink. We've spoken about orange before, haven't we? That it used to be yellow-red is what it was described as or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, because carrots weren't orange. I'm probably stepping on my toes for a future fact that I could use. Carrots weren't, aren't originally orange. They're purple. They were dyed orange uh, for the House of Orange in the Netherlands. Connor, have you got any questions about he's, di- he's, what different colours you yeah, see, your, about vegetable colours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I've, I've, had, I've had one question simmering around in my mind while you've been talking about all of this. What colours your T-shirt to you? Well, this, I can see this. This is blue. Oh, I know well, that Then you're not colourblind, blue. aren't so, you? Because there's blue. No, 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 no. I, I can't be asked to explain it, but... Well, that's blue and you can see it. I've almost got... I, no, I understand that. Yeah, so therefore you're but not you, colourblind. You don't understand. I, but 
but you don't understand how colour blinds work. I can't see different shades of blue, okay, what? and I forget instantly what they are. I've almost got colour dyslexia. What colour's it's marked like, I can, You can tell... I don't really know. Is that grey? What colour's this? Again, that's blue. No, is that blue? Yeah, that's blue. That's a light blue. Right. That's the same colour as this. So, no, they're different colours. I see, I see. So it's, it's certain shades of blue that you can't make out as blue. Correct. Like, and you like, can tell so when I was young in school, when I was... Yeah, but I vaguely know... So here's, here's where it is. Um... I, I understand that the colour you're wearing, Mark, is different from this colour, but I have no understand. I can't name that for you. Like, you can tell me one day what turquoise is and I will forget it within the next minute. Like, when I was young at school, I would always colour in the seas purple because I thought that was blue. That's kind of what it is. Um, or or yeah, you just dreamt, dreamt turns into seas, one of the two. That's also vague. Love it, mate. Oh, I'll I, I, I tell you what, the only way... I, I'm a proper sea baby. The only way I could want to go cliff diving anymore is if it was into a big old puddle of warm Ribena, I tell you. Uh, yeah, but, but you think about it, the only real things in nature that are blue is kind of the sky. There's not really much else in nature that is blue, so the it sea. would make sense. But is it? Like, that can kind of well, I, change, I, surely, depending on lighting. I thought the sea was blue. The and the sky reflected re- that. I don't think the sea is the other really... Way around? There's green. Blue. There is a green sea. There are green seas. There's also on the, the red sea. sea. It's not red. I wouldn't go. Well, I wouldn't go blue. I wouldn't go blue on the sea. I'd go more like a like a grey sort of blacky. Really, isn't it? It's not really blue. I wouldn't say black. Yeah, when Where it have you been? I'm colourblind, and I know enough to say it's not black. Where have you been swimming, Essex? When it's like of, super. Kind of when it's it. super. When it's super deep, though, it's dark. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, well, we're, talking, dark. so we're, talk, we're talking about the sea in like Catalonia, Greece, where you're dipping your toes in. It looks a little bit blue. When you go into the sea sea, oh, it's black. Sorry, you hardy adventurer, Bear grills over it. Oh, scoffing your nose at us. But no, no, you, you think that's the sea. That ain't the no. sea. This is the sea. Come down with me, son. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I can't... But there aren't a lot of things in nature that are, like, properly blue, and I can't really see it. I also struggle with red and green. What about a blue so tit? the most common. Blue tit bird? Blue tit. Sure. How, how yeah, often yeah. do you see a blue tit? All the like, time. Yes, We've got a blue tit box exist. in the back of the garden, and they're nesting in there right now. Yeah. Super cute. Once again, though, Connor, I'm not sure if the ancient Russians were looking in your specific blue tit box out in your garden in Essex. I'll be honest with you, mate. <sighs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Remember, as well as maybe winning a Nintendo Switch or, or a Switch... Let's not say who's who makes it. Uh, you can also get in touch. Just to let us know what you think about the show. Info at baffledpod.com and give us a follow on Instagram. We are at baffledpod there. Mark, who has slid into our DMs? Uh, firstly, hello to Liz, who has sent us a message on Instagram. She says, hey, Baffled team, love your podcast. I'm listening to your most recent episode as we speak. As a native Oregonian, I have to politely say that you're wrong. Bend is a place worth visiting. It's actually an outdoor adventure hub and major vacation destination. In case any of you three find yourself in the Pacific Northwest, here are some highlights of Bend. (laughs) Now, obviously, you may remember from last week, Bend is where we said the blockbuster is. It turns out there is more to Bend than that. So I have to hold my hands up and apologize because I think I was the one that went, oh, it's not exactly a place you're going to go. Turns out it is. Although, to be fair, Mark, it's a brilliant idea if we want more people getting in touch to slag off everywhere. Just, just slag off a different also, place every week. Also, Liz, my final fact of the show um, is, is is Oregon themed. So you're in luck. Stick around. Um, what interesting things has she said that's in there? Uh, so, I, I don't want all of them. Uh, several amazing mountains there. There's a ski resort. Uh, there's a, uh, a river with various breweries along it. She knows how to get into my brain. Oh, I do want to go. I do want to go. Uh, rock climbing destination, which is a worldwide phenomenon. V- there's a volcano. There's oh, there's loads. I think that's enough. Loads. I mean, I'll be like like hearing places to go can be boring in itself. Yeah. But when you old asked. when old Julux when old Julux voice Mark heads over here reads it out <laughs> right so. Um, what else have we got? Thank you very much for the email, by the way, Liz. I look forward to visiting you in Bend, Oregon. Uh, also, Andy on the email said, got my badge. And as seen in the photo, I took it rallying. Uh, so he sent us a picture of him at Snowdrift Rallying, uh, which is yeah. rally cars on snow and ice covered backed gravel roads. Uh, and he took, and he it, took yeah. our badge with him. So thank you for representing us, Andy in Michigan. Yeah, that seems like an American sport. That ain't something that's getting yeah, done over here. Is it snow drifting can, rally cross? Can you imagine? We'd, we'd I like do that. it one day a year. I like that, Andy. I like that, Andy. Uh, and then finally, hello to uh, Helmsy594, uh, who left a review. Five stars, of course. Helmsy. Uh, really love the podcast. I don't do Instagram or Twitter, so I have no idea what you look like. I imagine Mark as David Mitchell, as he sounds just like him. And Dan, like Russell Howard. Uh, it, uh, to be fair, that's not, that's not far away, It's, it's it? not far away. It's far away for me, but for you, it's not that far away. Uh, Connor, you do not get a mention. Uh, keep it going, though. I listen as I walk, and it keeps up my exercise and mental health during this horrible lockdown. Helmsy, uh, I know you can't, you don't know what Connor looks like, and clearly you can't imagine it. I can help you today. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you video today going lumberjacking, cutting down trees. That's, that's like, picture that in your mind. You've got Connor. Um, right, get in touch. Info at baffledpod.com. Uh, the Instagram is at baffledpod. Connor, what's your final fact of the show? <clears throat> right, my time to talk. The Russians showed up 12 days late to the 1908 Olympics in London because they were using the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> That's. I always brilliant. think it's mad that they made new calendars. That they suddenly one day were like, you know what? I'm fed up of these dates. Let's make new. Can ones. you imagine yeah. it though? Who, who, like, who's looked at the calendar and gone, this doesn't work for me. 
but a bunch, different, please. a bunch of Russians literally sitting there in 1908. I mean, they've showed up 12 days late, which is quite concerning as it is. 12 days not realising the Russians aren't there. It's quite a long time to go during the Olympics without realising that a whole country hasn't arrived yet. But anyway, can you imagine the phone call like, where are you? Oh, what, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, oh that we're using the Gregorian calendar. Seriously. Oh, oh no, we're using, using the Julian. We were using the Julian one. No, oh. we're using the Julian calendar, not the Gregorian calendar. Can you believe it, team? Oh, golly gosh. Were they Russian? <laughs> what? They were, yeah. They were the Russian team, of course. They, they, they were, were Russian. Russian. Yeah. That, well, that's probably why. The, the date would be in blue and they couldn't see it. It's like I do enjoy date calendar-based banter though. No, but the the best bit of this fact and the bit that stands out to me is showed up twelve days late. So what? 12, what, what's happened in those 12 days where you haven't realised that the Russians aren't there? I, I just don't understand. Like, surely you but, would have noticed. But did, but did they not realise the Russians were there or did the Russians just not? Like, they might have just gone, oh, they're not here. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, 1908. The Russians haven't been here. We'll crack on anyway. Don't worry about it. Is that why the Russians are making up for lost time? With all, with all their sweet, 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 sweet drugs to try and get as many medals as they can because they missed the 1908 ones? Maybe. Maybe. But uh, yeah, I love it. Julian Kander, Gregorian Kalendlich. Also, you say about, you know, 1908, why didn't they just give him a ring? Could you ring from, where, where, where were the Olympics in 1908? London? I can, find, I can find that out right now. But could you ring from there to another country in 1908? Because clearly it wasn't in Russia. So it must have been another country at least. Because the phone was only invented the late 1800s. So surely you wouldn't be able to do country to country phone calls well they might point. they might have done and do you know how they'd have answered it ahoy hoy right right, ahoy, right. Hoy, hold exactly. on a minute hold on a minute okay we, we 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 need we need to talk we need to talk mark isn't well something isn't right with mark's brain i'll tell you for why why this is a good thing for you mark the knowledge and the the power inside that mind isn't normal right he's just gone off of his tongue there oh where were the 1908 olympics london yeah, they were in London. How do you know that? It's like 1908. Like, you were not even a bit of sperm, mate. That is so long ago. How <laughs> do you wanna, know I mean, that? He's just one, His just grandparents one of probably weren't a bit of sperm. He just, reel, he just reels it off. Oh, the 1908. Yeah, London. It's like it's a random, what, fa- yeah. random fact I know. It's probably just because of the 2012 Olympics. And I don't know. There might have been one more in London between 1908 and 2012. We need to move on because I just, it really blows my mind. <laughs> Right, Mark, what's your last fact of the show? Kleenex tissues were originally intended for gas masks. So when there was a cotton shortage during World War I, uh, Kimberly Clark developed a thin, flat cotton substitute that the army tried to use as a filter in gas masks. Now, they spent a bit of time perfecting this. The scientists were working on it. They finally got it perfect. And then the war ended. So they suddenly had to rethink what they were doing redeveloped it again to make it smoother and softer and then marketed it as Kleenex, the facial tissue. So I that's used to how wipe Kleenex my, was invented. I used to wipe my bum with Kleenex because it was so soft and my IBS was absolutely banging. No, seriously, because it's so soft on your on your anus, it doesn't rub like toilet paper. You know, like when you come up with these facts and you, you, you think, oh, yeah, maybe once I say this, it will go down this route, it will go down this route, and I'll be ready for this. That is never where I thought it was going to go. Well, it should be. We're so far into this podcast now, and you know that there is always a way to sweetly 
move this along to the soft, cushioned, caressed skin of Conanite Zanus. So you should really know that. Right, last fact of the show. Um, there was a war back in the day over a pig. A big war between the United States and the United Kingdom. The Pig War was a confrontation in, 19, in 1859, sorry, in the San Juan Islands. Uh, it was called the Pig War because it was triggered by the shooting of a pig. But aside from the death of that one pig, it was a bloodless conflict. Any questions? Uh, no. Pig? Who shot the pig? Fantastic question there. I like the way your brain works. Let me tell you. Uh, Lyman Cutler... An American farmer. Oh, do you know, hold on, uh, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What we've done wrong there is I was expecting Mark to go, oh, Lyman Cutler, yeah, yeah, he shot the pig, didn't he? I remember that back in the day. That's how that should have gone. That's how I imagined it to go, Dan. No, unfortunately, I, I, I had two things I could remember, either him or the 1908 Olympics, and I went for the, oh. went for the Olympics. So Yeah, of course, yeah, brownie yeah. points, yeah. So basically, this is a war between the Americans and the Brits back when it was all very hot over there. Um, Lyman Cutler was an American farmer. He had moved into this place, this island, which was disputed between the Americans and the British. And he found a pig eating all the potatoes in his garden. So he shot the pig. Uh, and then the Irishman, whose pig that it was, was pretty pissed off about it. He tried to get it arrested. And it all blew up into this big war between the Americans and the English over a pig eating taters. You feel like the Irishman of everyone would understand that if someone is eating and attacking your potato crop, that maybe they should be killed. You feel like the Irishman should understand that. I was digesting the facts, just thinking about the fact that there was actually war, actual war. I mean, did people die in this war? I assume they did. No, it's blood- it was no, bloodless. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was bloodless apart from the pig. The pig was the only oh. thing that died. But there weren't a war then. It was just an argument. <laughs> no, it was a war. They declared war. There was a bicker. Oh, here you go, there Liz. Here you go, Liz. Brigadier General William S. Harney, commanding the Department of Oregon, dispatched 67 American soldiers uh, to the island to prevent the British from landing. Brits getting very annoyed over the fact that a pig had died. I mean, I, I feel like they were looking for something to start a fight. Yeah, back, back in those days, they, they weren't really a massive fan of each other. And, you know, I think we're also plucking around here to find more to talk about with this fact. There was a pig, it died, we had a war. There we go. Fact done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Baffled. What have we learned this week? Uh, well, cartoon voiceovers are all swingers, it turns out. Also, San Francisco homeowners are absolute chumps, entitled chumps, and you can win yourself a Nintendo Switch. Here's how. Get yourself to Apple Podcasts if you're in the UK or the US. Leave us a five-star review. In that review, answer this question. Who makes the Switch? Let us know that. Screenshot it. Stick it on your Instagram story. Tag us in it. Uh, look, I know there's a little bit to it, but come on, you can win a free Nintendo Switch, which is big news. Connor's Nintendo Switch. Just let us know who makes a Switch. Stick it as a review in Apple Podcasts. Screenshot it, stick it on Instagram, tag us in it, and it could be yours. Uh, we'll sort that out in the next few weeks. Is that right, Mark? Yes, that's perfect. And in the meantime, drop us an email, info at baffledpod.com, and give us a follow at baffledpod. And fingers crossed, good luck winning that Switch. Who knows? Could be you. We'll see you Friday for a brand new episode of Connor Explains on Baffled. See you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.